happy one year anniversary. It <laughs> is our anniversary. Our pep talks anniversary is today. Today, we have been in action for an entire year. Mm-hmm. We made it. We did. We survived. And I one think year. that a lot of podcasts don't make it past the one year mark. Really? Yeah. So we're really showing some major endurance here. So fun. And today we're going to celebrate with the lightest of all subjects. <laughs> I mean, what else would, would anyone expect? Other than spiritual bypassing. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay, Barb. So yes. talk to me about spiritual bypassing. What is that? Yes. So spiritual bypassing, there's a lot to say on this topic, and I'm so passionate about it personally. But I would say that spiritual bypassing, the response to somebody's questions or pain that typically lacks empathy or compassion and really a discomfort oftentimes with being able to sit with that person's pain. So some of the examples of what spiritual bypassing may sound like is you don't need to be sad. God has given you so much. So say somebody has expressed that they're disappointed or they're sad about a loss or a situation that's taken place. So with spiritual bypassing, it's it's kind of, uh, it's almost a directive to ignore the pain and to ignore what the person is experiencing and kind of just move in a different direction without providing them what they need in order to move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So it can be really harmful and hurtful. And most people, when they're responding to someone in this way, they don't intentionally mean to harm or hurt someone. I think it just comes out of in ignorance yeah. and usually a discomfort of sitting in their own stuff mm-hmm. and sitting in their own pain. Because um, really, I think when to the degree that we are comfortable sitting in our own stuff is also going to translate into how comfortable I'm sitting with someone else in their stuff. So I think just one of the practical takeaways when we think about, okay, how do I move away from responding to people like that? Because I think once you realize you've done it, because mm-hmm. I've, I've been guilty of this in the past too, of like giving like trite responses or like, just because I'm like, oh gosh, like I, you're in pain and I don't want you to be in pain. And so I respond in this way to God is in control or God is sovereign. And I've heard that a lot actually around this coronavirus stuff where it's like, God is, God is in control. God is sovereign. And you're just like, oh my gosh, people are hurting and people are struggling and you don't want to bypass those, those moments of suffering and those Mm -hmm. experiences in order to get to some theological conclusion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the reality is, is that if you can sit with someone long enough Um, At some point, it may create a like a capacity for them to hear a different perspective, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's later in our conversation. We can get into like reframing and Mm -hmm. like how when we offer a reframe to somebody, it is offering a different perspective, but not going to that first. Mm -hmm. Like sitting with the person, empathizing, being compassionate, creating capacity for them to even. Uh, hold a different perspective. Exactly. Because when someone's in pain, this is not the moment for you to change their mind, to try to make them see the bright side or to help them understand like the character of God on a deeper level. When people are suffering, they just need to be heard and they just need to have someone be with them. And we were actually talking about the book of Job earlier because that's what we were learning about in my class this week. And I actually think that there In the book of Job, he was suffering, obviously, in tremendous ways, lost his whole family, lost his livelihood, et cetera. And then there are these three characters as his three friends that kind of just try to explain his suffering away. So they say, you must have done something, and God is paying you back for this evil that you did. And each of the friends is trying to explain away 
why he was suffering instead of just sitting with him in his suffering. And that was a note that one of my classmates made was when she was reading it, she was comparing it to some suffering that she had in her own life. And she said, I've had friends try to explain my suffering away when all I needed was for them to be present with me. And so spiritual bypassing is often the inability of someone or the unwillingness of someone to just be present in another person's pain without having to tidy it up inside of a box. And I think personally where where I've gotten sidetracked and unknowingly maybe offered perspective too soon is is maybe thinking that the person needs a solution to their pain when more times than not, people don't want to be fixed. They just want to be sat with. And I think even as a therapist, I have had to learn that time and time again. And also learning that their, their pain has transformative power. And so if I try to rush in and fix it and like remove the pain, I'm actually removing the thing that will transform them and mm-hmm. can heal them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like almost gaining this larger capacity as the person sitting with them. You gain a whole different capacity yourself to recognize like, oh, the pain has value and being present with them has value. And I don't need to throw solutions at them and try to fix them. So that's something I personally had to learn too. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I'm going to read the other two examples too from um, the spiritual bypassing graphic that we have. I posted this a while ago on our stories, but I'll post it on our actual um, Instagram pep talks page if you want to read through it. But it kind of like lists out emotional health versus spiritual bypassing. In the last two, our emotional health would say, I want to forgive, but my heart is far from it. I'm going to talk to someone honestly about this struggle. Whereas spiritual bypassing says, God forgave you, so you should just forgive others. Just turn the other cheek. And so in this moment, it's like, oh, you, you're struggling with unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever. The last thing that you need to hear is, well, God forgave you. So get over it. (laughs) That doesn't, Uh, that doesn't go anywhere. And obviously the goal is forgiveness, but the spiritual bypassing basically tries to bypass the process that Mm -hmm. it takes of transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one is emotional health would say, I'm fearful of what they might think of me. I want to understand that fear so that it doesn't rule me. So I think a lot about people pleasing with this Mm -hmm. and the spiritual bypassing option for that is, is starve your fear. It's the enemy of faith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I think the thing that's lost in translation with the spiritual bypassing is that you miss the chance to ask the why questions and you're not engaging in curiosity about like what's underneath this. So like with the emotional health response, like I'm fearful of what they might think of me. I want to understand that fear. Mm -hmm. So that speaks to like asking the why questions. Like, why am I scared? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I be curious about the fear that's showing up for me? Exactly. But I think a lot, especially in like religious circles, if you grew up and you say, I'm scared, then there isn't a ton of space around, why are you scared? Mm -hmm. What is the worst thing that can happen? Like, put out your fear on the table. Instead, I think a lot of us were taught to say like fear is the enemy of faith and perfect love casts out fear. And so not giving room to actually identify where that fear is coming from and instead trying to trample over the fear Mm -hmm. with some sort of Bible verse or response. And sometimes it's just, most of the time it's ineffective. Mm -hmm. You know, what's so interesting is that I've even recently talked with a lot of clients about about this and how if they speak to themselves in the spiritual bypassing way or somebody has spoken to them like that, they become afraid of their fear. 
Mm. or they become afraid of their shame Mm -hmm. or afraid of their anxiety, whatever it may be. So it actually intensifies it instead of if I can engage it in curiosity and like you said, put it on the table, then I'm not scared of my fear. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of the shame that I'm feeling. Exactly. Because all of the energy that you're putting into bypassing the emotion is just tons more energy that could be used in a more productive way. Mm -hmm. And it just amplifies the underlying emotion that's there to begin with. Yeah. Spiritual bypassing just doesn't solve anything. No, no, it doesn't at all. It just magnifies a person's pain and leaves you kind of without any sort of recourse. Exactly. Yeah. So when you think about the alternative to spiritual bypassing is obviously the ministry of presence. Mm -hmm. So being present with someone else in their pain or being present with yourself Mm -hmm. and not spiritual bypassing yourself or putting theological answers on top of your own pain. Mm -hmm. And then when the time is right, so when you feel like the person that you're with that's in pain is in a headspace to maybe move forward or hear different perspectives or when you're in a better space, what does reframing look like? So, I mean, in its simplest definition, I guess it's offering a different perspective. It's with curiosity. So like if we think of one of these other examples, I feel so angry at him. I don't want to act out of anger, but I do want to understand where it's coming from. Like again, that speaks to curiosity. So if if you're feeling angry towards somebody, a reframe could be like, I wonder what that anger is mm. showing you about what is important to you mm-hmm. and maybe something that was violated that is is really valuable and worth looking at. So a reframe isn't isn't necessarily solutions oriented. It's just saying there is a perspective I think we can find together. Mm-hmm. And if we're curious about it, then it offers hope, but not in a, a trite, empty way. It says like, hey, like I think we can be curious about this and find something valuable there. That's so good. And that we we can do this together, which sometimes that is when we're in pain, all we need is for someone else to say, hey, I'm in this with you and let's just search together. Mm-hmm. And let's see, why did that make you angry? And why did you feel violent? violated? Was your voice taken away from you? And when you identify that, Mm -hmm. then naturally this inner knowing solution is going to pop up out of them Mm -hmm. where they say, oh, I did feel like I had lost my voice. And I felt like someone wasn't listening to me or taking me seriously. And then you as the friend can say, well, I hear your voice now and validate that that matters and that that's important. And that's where the healing can begin. And I think that that can just be such a powerful solution because what you're actually doing as the friend in that scenario is acting like God mm-hmm. and you're you're showing that person how God sees and feels about them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think that in order to, you know, be God's hands and feet that we have to be like the ones with all the answers and with the verses and all that stuff, but a lot of the times it comes in those moments of, oh, your voice was violated, but I hear your voice and yeah. God hears your voice. Yeah. So I wonder if it's asking like, okay, how can I slow down in this moment with this friend or family member or coworker, whoever it may be, spouse, when they're sharing their pain with me or their questions with me, how can I slow down in that moment and access that gift of presence that I'm going to just be present with you in it as long as you need and I'm not going to rush in with solutions or or directives that I'm I'm going to see that being present with you is Um, far more valuable than anything else. Exactly. I love that. And it's just such a good exercise. And it is an exercise Mm -hmm. where you have to kind of work out this muscle. But it's such a good exercise to have in your tool belt because people are so much more receptive to a present person. Mm -hmm. 
than a know-it-all person. Yeah. And so many times we become experts when other people are in suffering, when the Mm -hmm. truth is that you don't actually know what they're going through in the only way that you can really enter in and engage with them. And the best way is through empathy and compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Dang, any final thoughts? No, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. If you have not been told yet today on this beautiful Monday morning, we believe in you and you have what it takes. Thank you for listening. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Pep Talks Podcast. And we want to be clear, everything that we're sharing on this podcast is not or intended to be therapy or psychological advice. It does not constitute a client-therapist relationship. We are your virtual friends, not therapists. Yes. So if anything comes up for you during these podcasts, we completely understand. We're talking about a lot of different topics. So please consult a mental health provider for support. You can find a therapist through Psychology Today's website at www.psychologytoday.com. Yep. Have a great week, guys.